Hi guys, welcome to Farmer Fridays, where I get to interview so many agriculturists across the state of West Virginia and now different parts of the nation. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your Miss West Virginia 2022. I'm really excited. If you guys had the opportunity to listen to my Libera organization um, interview last week, we talked about how we were going to talk about Solar Hauler this week and introduce them onto our podcast. So if you did listen, then you will know that today I've got Heather Ransom, who's the Director of Marketing and Storytelling at Solar Hauler. Um, how are you today, Heather? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having me, Elizabeth. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, good. I'm really happy and really excited to have you here. I've got so many, so many questions. I feel like um, a lot of people don't know anything about solar energy, but before we even jump into that, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself and your agricultural background, if you have one. Um, yeah. So uh, again, my name's Heather and I grew up actually um, on the Mason Putnam County line in West Virginia. And so folks who are familiar with that area, it's there's you've got like the Kanoa River um, Valley on one side. You've got the Ohio River Valley on another side. Um, and the terrain is a little less steep compared to other parts of the state. So it's really fertile ground for agriculture. Um, so there is a lot of farming in the area. Um, I, I didn't personally grow up on a large farm, uh, but my experience is that you know, my grandparents always kept a decent garden and they canned and they had chickens um, and a lot of other folks, you know, in our community just kind of did um, that small scale, you know, I guess agriculture in a way that's to feed their family versus like actually, you know, to make a living at it. Um, and and now, so my husband's really big garden and does a lot of canning and that sort of thing. Um it actually raises bees and they they harvest the honey. So that's really cool. So to me, I, I feel like it's it's more just something that's ingrained in our West Virginia culture. Um, I personally have whatever the opposite of a green thumb is, is what <laughs> I have. <laughs> that's okay. Me too. I felt that. I felt that one. <laughs> yeah. So, but we put in a garden most years. My husband tends to do the work because like you said, I'm, I'm I'm not so great at it, but you know, we just have basic stuff. And so I, I just love that. Um, that is such a part of just who we are as a people in West Virginia, right? Like it's something we do. So. Absolutely. I definitely have felt that I part. Okay. Number one, I felt the fact that I don't have a green thumb. Everything I touch definitely <laughs> dies. Um, but I also love the fact that you bring in West Virginia people as a whole. You know, we are very agricultural or agriculturally rich state and people don't tend to see us like that. Um, we might not have those large scale industrial farms, but we do have small farms that pop up all over the state of West Virginia. And it's beautiful. Um, so yeah. go ahead and tell me a little bit about the history of Solar Holler. Yeah. So Solar Holler uh, was officially founded in 2013, but we cut the ribbon on our first project in 2014, which was actually um, installing solar panels on the roof of our founder's home church. So our founder is Dan Conan. He grew up in Shepherdstown. So Shepherdstown Presbyterian um, was the first to go solar. And once that project went live, there was so much demand from across the rest of the state that like four days later, it had outstripped the capacity that the company had to keep up with it. Um, so that led to another fun phase of development, which was, okay, well, we've got to train a workforce to actually be able to go wire these things up. So Solar Holler partnered with Coalfield Development out of Huntington. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, they do some really great things with training and, and that kind of stuff. So partnered with them, trained up this workforce, um, and then started moving into residential sales, um, and eventually unionized the workforce. So I think, um, the law, our lawyer said that it was a little unusual for the founder to be the one organizing the unionization, but that's, that's how that went, um. And so we worked with the IBEW. And so essentially all of our crews now are, are basically unionized. Back into commercial sales. Um, there was some legislation with the IRA that passed this past year that's opened up some new opportunities. So still doing residential. We're now kind of getting back to our roots a little bit. We're able to do more with nonprofits um, and that kind of stuff. And our total staff is now up to, um, I believe, 105. So wow. from that... Yeah, little tiny shop with a couple of folks, you know, back in 2014 up to today. So, and you guys are located in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, correct? Our home office is in Shepherdstown, but the warehouse that most of our crews operate out of is in Huntington, which is sort of a result of the Coalfield partnership there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I don't know a lot about this. I, my uh, study is, or when I do any sort of scientific studies, it's not in any sort of energy related thing. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat when they say they're not 100% sure how solar energy works. Are you able to explain that? Yeah. So what we do is called grid tied solar. So you're still on the grid. You're not like um, fully removed from the utility. And so the way that works is well, I guess I'll start with a little bit about our process. So if you are okay. interested in going solar, you would just go to the website, fill out a form, plug in your address. We'll ask for a copy of your utility bill. We take all of that and our design team, who is like one of the most amazing design teams in the country, they're super talented. They take the uh, like Google satellite image of your home. They overlay LIDAR and weather data and your utility rate and a bunch of other information to come up with a proposal that says if you want if you wanted to go solar here's what it would look like for you here's what your cost savings would be etc um, so they do all of that and then once you actually you know if you are a good candidate you decide to pull the trigger we come out we send a technical person to actually do the site visit in person right and make sure that all of that information adds up and is as we saw it in the virtual version um, the, we then send a crew out to actually install the panels. And finally, the last step is to send a separate crew out to, to connect the electrical stuff into the grid. So the way grid tied solar works is you've got your panels on the roof. They absorb the energy from the sun, which is, um, it comes in as direct current. It's got built-in inverters that turn it into alternating current. It then goes into your home to power all the things that you're using in real time. So think about like, Okay, if it's the middle of the day, you've got a lot of energy coming in from the sun, but maybe you're not home, maybe you're off at work, and all you're really using is, you know, your refrigerator and the things that sort of run in the background. Mm -hmm. So if you're producing excess energy, that actually flows back onto the grid. So then conversely, nighttime rolls around, sun goes away, you don't have access to your solar anymore, so you're pulling energy off of the grid. And so that process is called net metering. So basically, we install a meter that's bidirectional. So it will measure the energy you're using, using, the energy you're producing, and at the end of the month, you will only pay or be credited whatever that difference was. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that's uh, okay. That's really really neat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. That's <laughs> definitely not the thing that I study at all. But I really admire people who do because again, you guys are the ones that are keeping our world turning and making sure that we can use the things in the background all the time. And I, you can probably see the ring light in my glasses. And mm-hmm. yep. you know, we again, we really do appreciate the work that you guys do. And I know you had mentioned that you do residential work as well. How do you think that solar energy could potentially help a community? Well, you know, so the obvious the obvious answer that most people think of is the environmental impact, which, of course, you know, yes, that is definitely part of it. But, you know, for us, one thing I didn't mention um, in, in the solar hauler, like question you asked, and perhaps I should have, is that we're a benefit corporation. And so what that means is that it's actually written into our charter that taking care of our workforce and our people and our customers um, and the revitalization of Appalachian economies and communities is actually as important to us as profit. So in other words, we can't have like some investor come sue us because we made a decision that was not in the interest of making money. It was actually more so in the interest of, of our communities. Um, and so that's something that's really, really important to us. And so I think with that in mind, you know, we ultimately want to help people save money um, so that they can put those dollars, you know, to feed their families and back into local economies. So I would say that's one part of it is the, is the savings on the financial side of it. You know, in West Virginia, a lot of us spend a, a pretty significant amount of our, you know, monthly dollars on energy. And so mm-hmm. this is a way to offset that, put it back into the communities. And then also just, again, the workforce uh, piece of it, you know, we're scattered across all parts of the state now. Um, I'm actually working out of cast today. And like I said, we've got um, an office in Shepherdstown and Huntington and just opened one in Morgantown. So thinking about the the benefits of that workforce development is important to us too. Absolutely. And again, you're bringing the ties right back into Appalachia and helping out people in West Virginia as well. And I could not love that anymore. Um, and so I did want to ask, because this is an agriculture, an agriculturally based podcast, can you um, maybe go into how solar energy could blend with agriculture to help out the industry. Yeah, of course. So we have done um, multiple installations um, at farms and we typically, we like really like to put um, our panels on the roofs. So I call that out because it's not really, you know, there we are not interested in take, we love farms. We're not interested in taking up agricultural land to have thousands of solar panels across the field when we could just put it on your roof. And right. so the one, um, that we're most proud of at the moment is an installation that we did on Oak Tree Farm, which is a a poultry house in Hardy County. We did almost 1400 panels there on an initial installation and actually just went back and did a second phase of it uh, of a similar size. So it's the largest um, install in the state to date, not just for us, but across the industry. Um, because you've just got these long, long, you know, buildings with all this flat space that we might as well be using. And so we are saving them about 10% a year on their total electric costs that they're able to put back into, you know, development of their operation and ultimately feeding more, you know, more families with locally, locally sourced, um, you know, uh, chickens. So it's, it's fun. Oh, that's amazing. So one of the the actual sayings in the poultry industry is we're not into saving dollars, we're into saving pennies. And I can't, <laughs> can't even imagine how many pennies you guys are saving the, that poultry farm. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's just one of the many ways that agriculture can really benefit from having solar energy. Um, and you've mentioned before how it can benefit, benefit the environment. Are you able to go into detail about that? 
Yeah, I mean, so our our goal is to ultimately get, we want to see, you know, Appalachia 100% renewable clean energy sources, right? Um, but we also want to continue the legacy that we've created, you know, West Virginia has powered the nation forever, and we, we fully embrace that too. Um, one of the things that's been a game changer, I mentioned briefly the IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been a bit of a game changer for businesses as well as nonprofits. Um, and so- looking at, there's a lot of tax incentives there. And so I think that's one of the ways that that farms can can tap into solar and it's just a little bit more accessible for them. But we also have um, some legislation that the West Virginia uh, legislator, le- legislature passed in 2021 that allowed for power purchase agreements. And what that means, this is also for, you know, businesses or larger scale operations. And it basically means that they can have solar with no upfront cost. So a lot of times what's what's difficult for folks is that capital investment on the front end. Mm-hmm. So with the power purchase agreement, we can install a system on your farm and you can save from it immediately. Basically solar hauler would own and operate it and you would just pay for the power that you pulled off of it. And we're able to give that to you at rates that are typically um, 10 to 20% less than what you'd be paying your utility. So that's a, that's a interesting opportunity for, for farms for sure. That's a big plus. That's um, and uh, that you're right. That initial investment is always really scary for anybody, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who works in the ag industry right now, who might just be struggling to keep their operation up in general. So yeah. again, this is a great way to support Appalachian farmers, a great way to support the environment and West Virginia as a whole. And I, again, I couldn't love this more. Um, something else that you guys are jumping into to help the youth in West Virginia, you guys are partnering with Libera, correct? That's right. Yes, we're super excited about it. So can you tell me a little bit about that partnership between Solar Holler and the Leela Bear Explorer Club? Well, so, yeah, I talked a little bit about us being a benefit corporation, right? And and I know a lot of folks listened to your, your show probably last week with Kelsey that was talking about their organization. But for anyone who didn't catch that one, I will just kind of high level um, mention, you know, what, what they're setting out to do, right? So they are trying to remove barriers for women and teens in Appalachia. And one of the ways that they do that is through these subscription boxes that have um, STEAM-related science stuff in them, educational items, um, fun items as well. But they are distributing those um, across Appalachia and I think even broader than that, actually. But yep. what I have found really cool is that they're themed after Appalachian women and places. And, you know, that's at such, that's such a core part of our business as well. It, you know, giving back and supporting nonprofits that are like-minded and that are mission aligned. And so when Libera came and told us about this opportunity, we were like, yeah, we absolutely, we absolutely want to help. You know, we want to get in on this. We like what you're doing and um, yeah, just, just want to support it. So that's sort of where it came from. Um, as far as the promotion itself, we we launched it. So we went live yesterday. And what we have promised Libera is that for every virtual home visit, or in other words, uh, solar analysis we conduct that is scheduled between May 1st and May 10th, we will donate one of these subscription boxes, um, you know, in honor of that person's, you know, learning about solar. Um, and those are valued at like $30 each. So we're really hoping to make a dent for them. I think ultimately they're hoping to get to a thousand boxes um, for this particular round. This is the second one they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, so for anyone who wants to learn about solar and support a good cause at the same time, call us, go online, fill out a form um, between now and May 10th and just say, yeah, here's my address and we will call to schedule that conversation with you for the next phase of, of just looking to see if it's um, feasible for your property. Um, and there's no commitment. There's no commitment with that. And it's absolutely free to do it. So you can help us out, um, help us help them. Absolutely. So say that one more time. It's free. That's right. It is absolutely free. And guys, <laughs> guys listening at home. Okay. Number one, it's free. So all you have to do is sign up. All you have to do is have a quick conversation. And maybe you might be super duper interested about bringing this into your home or bringing this into your business. It wouldn't hurt to just ask. It wouldn't hurt to just take a minute to listen. And at the end of the day, you are helping someone in Appalachia. You're helping a youth in West Virginia learn a little bit more about STEM, learn a little bit more about agriculture. So again, why wouldn't you take this free opportunity to make that happen? Um, can you recite your website? From memory? Yes, it is yes, www.solarholler.com. And if you are listening, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Super simple. If you're listening at home, I'll have that, that link in the description of this video so that all you have to do is click it and go forward. I'll also have the link for the Leela Bear Explorer Club boxes with their promotion and their um, advertisement for this promotion going on through May 1st to May 10th. So you guys have plenty of time to sign up and plenty of time to make this happen. Um, I did want to go into a little bit more, you know, we were talking about promotion. I think that's super important that we touched on that, but a little bit more about you, um, just kind of having this conversation with you right now and listening to your values and listening to the values of Solar Holler. Um, what are you doing specifically in your workplace or at home to make sure that as a woman in a male dominated industry, you're staying extremely motivated and you're making sure that other women feel just as empowered as you do? Mm. Yeah, that's that's a really great question. Um, I I've always been really forward looking, you know, and just sort of always, you know, once once one challenge is sort of checked off the list, like what's the next one? How do we keep you know move momentum moving forward? Um, and I've also always been very like mission oriented, and so my personal past has gone from like I worked for the government, I worked for tourism, and I sort of found myself at Solar Holler because of those values around, you know, caring about West Virginia, caring about our communities here and Appalachia as a whole and and wanting to do something to have an impact there. And so um, it's been very gratifying for me so far. Um, and so I think that would be kind of the takeaway I would suggest to anyone else is just, you know, don't be afraid to kind of go for it and stand your ground. And um, particularly, you know, the young girls that we're targeting, like with these boxes. And I, I hope that it, it inspires them to see one thing we haven't really talked about. And I, I, I don't want to derail or take over here, Elizabeth, but Do the, it. Box, the box that we're doing is super, is super cool. And so did you and um, Kelsey go into that at all? In terms of like the items that are in there. Yeah. And so talk about um, the item that Solar Holler has provided for that box as well. Yeah. So we did a, a seed planter with sunflower seeds, just, I mean, because, you know, it's solar, it's the sun. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How can you not go that route? Um, but actually the part that I like kind of the best is we did this little educational pamphlet to go along with it. That we included in this pamphlet how um, to harness the sun in multiple ways. So we use it to power our homes. We also use it to grow our gardens. And it was just a really fun way to loop solar and what we're doing back into the overarching theme of, theme of the box. That's perfect. I love that. And if you guys aren't sure what we're talking about quite yet, 
um, go back to my interview with Kelsey from Libera, and you can actually see a nice sneak peek of what's inside of the box. You can see the actual pamphlet that she's talking about and the planter with the sunflower in them um, so that you can see what you might be purchasing for either your children or your community or what you might be purchasing should you sign up for a virtual home visit um, for a youth in West Virginia. So check that out. Uh, look at that unboxing video. I think it's awesome. I'm very, very excited for this project to hit and for people to see what's inside of them, for our kids to learn more about everything. And we're just super excited to have organizations like this in the state of West Virginia. Um, through the Miss West Virginia organization, we're all about female empowerment. We're all about young women finding their voice, figuring out how they could be a leader in, in the community. And it's nice to also see organizations that are doing the exact same thing. Solar Holler and Libera, wonderful partnership. And I can't wait to see where else this goes. Yeah, we're super excited. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for what you do. It it really does mean a lot. And it, it means a lot to know that there are people out there in the state of West Virginia that have such a large passion for their community and for Appalachia. We definitely do. Yeah. And thanks so much to you too. We appreciate you being that positive role model that our, that our girls need too. So thanks to you and the Miss West Virginia organization. Well, thank you very much. Well, my last question for you is something that I ask everybody that comes onto the podcast. Um, I grew up in, in FFA, you know, from the time that I hit my freshman year of high school until I was 21. And one of our biggest things was the FFA creed and learning all about that. And the FFA creed begins with, I believe in the future of agriculture. So I like to ask everyone, why do you believe in the future of agriculture? So I feel like this is going to harken sort of back a little bit to the first question you had, but, um, you know, for one, it, it's so important to understand where our food comes from, right? But the other part is that pieces of it, you know, are sort of becoming a lost art and it is so ingrained in West Virginia culture that I just really am glad that we are keeping it alive. And I'll drop this one fun fact for you because at one point I worked for, um, a different organization uh, within the state, but I did learn that West Virginia is among the most prepared states in the nation in terms of like disaster or, you know, whatever may happen. And it's not because of anything that we have done specifically to, to prepare ourselves for those situations, but it's because of the culture that we have largely around agriculture. Like we're going to have food, we've got it canned, we're going to be able to harvest our own meat with our hunting and fishing and that sort of stuff. So um, anyway, I just, I love the role that it plays um, in our lives. So that's perfect. Thank you so much. A lot of people, I ask that question, and they get nervous. Like, I don't know how to answer that. That was beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. And yeah. thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today, for sharing your story and for wanting to make a huge difference in the state of West Virginia. Again, I can't tell you how much it means to us and I can't tell you how much or how great it is to meet somebody just like that and especially an inspiring female like you. So thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I It's been a pleasure. All right, guys, that's the end of our Farmer Friday interview for today. Tune in next week to see who I might interview and who I might have. And as always, please remember to thank your farmers. <laughs>